0: If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome! This is the We Know The Moon podcast, where we love all things empath, spiritual, witchy, unexplained, and spooky. Hosted by me, Dee Safier, co-founder of the goddess Temple Twickenham, and joined by lots of special guests. I'm Dee, Hi. and this yeah, right. To get it yes, started. my sister, my sister, super keen. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name's Dee, and this is We Knew the Moon, and this is where we talk about all things empath, spiritual, witchy, woo-woo, unexplained, creepy, spooky. So I am joined again by Rhonda, Safi Angelis, my sister. I was going to say my favorite sister, also my only sister. Hi. Hi. So Rhonda, you are a copy editor and social media consultant. I'll put all your links in the show notes, but you can find her on rhondasafier.com and on social media, on Instagram and Facebook and so forth. All the usual places people hang out. So this is the official podcast of the Goddess Temple Twickenham, -twickenham goddesstempletwickenham.org. Check it out. Uh, we do events and all kinds of stuff. Today, you are going to cover the topic of...
1: Urban legends. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Something that haunted me throughout my childhood, and it has reopened old wounds. Yeah, well... It really okay. has. <laughs> so stick with us if you want to be
0: traumatized.
1: I'm going <laughs> to hand over to you. Okay, okay. So I am back. I'm back. So, Okay, so I'm going to talk about urban legends today and i want to talk about them because oh my god because d i've said this before in podcast episodes with d that d used to scare the hell out of me as a kid and tell me the most horrific stories i
0: like to think that we're best friends now and I think when I hear other people's sibling stories that on the whole, we were fairly good to each other. And we were best friends
1: back then. <laughs> you just like to tell me horror stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have fallen out, you know, at times, like siblings do. And I did used to, like, I feel bad, um, and I try not to do it now, but you have a lot of phobias and things that actually just make oh. you physically sick. Oh. Like, I literally... <laughs> I changed my jumper. The jumper I was gonna wear has like a frog print on it. no! No. And I changed it. I thought I'm not gonna make her look at this frog print for however long (laughs) it takes us to record. So but back in the day, I used to find it quite funny, entertaining, (laughs) gross you out, freak you out. I had a sensitive disposition. You really did. So I apologize. (laughs) Profoundly. And now I'm going to make you go through it all again.
1: No need. It was character building. I mean, we got stories to tell.
0: Right? It's probably why I make this podcast.
1: Do You know, it's funny because our dad was asking me, why are you so into horror stuff? And I said... It's because of the times, because in the 90s, remember, the 90s was all about horror films. I'm sure other eras, too, but I don't remember now horror films like we had then. And also we were we didn't have all this PG fucking whatever it is. What is it called now? PG-12. Uh, your parents let you watch whatever. You stayed up. You would go to there
0: blockbusters. Were... <laughs> they would let you rent
1: whatever. There was no rules.
0: <laughs> like literally no one cared. Right. Yeah. The amount yeah. Of, like 18 films we saw at the cinema when uh, we were like. 10
1: yeah and also do you remember that show that scared the fuck out of me as a kid really did scare the shit out of me remember are you afraid of the dark that was on like after school every day after school i think i think it was nickelodeon nickelodeon wasn't it nickelodeon (laughs) but it was scary deep that was as scary as a Stephen King film. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. those episodes, that was not like child friendly. So, yeah. So basically, I think, you know, we're into all this, you know, macabre shit because of back in the day, kids used to watch scary stuff because we were allowed to do whatever. And also it's the 90s. So like Marilyn Manson was big. <laughs> and, and we were goths. <laughs> yeah. so As we've shared been... <laughs> previously,
0: photos <laughs> yeah. of our teenage years. Oh,
1: and they're going on social media. <laughs> yeah. We will show you some lovely photos of goths and ungothly places. So follow We Knew The Moon podcast on Instagram and Facebook.
0: They've already Twitter. gone out. They've gone out already on a past uh, episode, remember? Oh,
1: yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Scroll back a bit, and you will see.
1: Oh, yeah. And we're not embarrassed. We looked how we did.
0: (laughs) No. I'm proud of us. Completely. For not being so... We went to a very conformative school. So I'm proud of us for being okay standing out. And we were totally experimenting with our identity, which is what that age is all about. Yep. So I'm proud of us, even though we probably looked ridiculous a lot of the time. I don't
1: give a shit. (laughs) So... Urban Legends. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because at the start of every episode that I do with you, I'm always like, "D D D, make sure you get my job title right. And then at the end of every episode, I'm like, oh, fuck, I hope a client never hears any single word of what I just said. <laughs> so uh, I think in another episode, I called Boris the C word, which I stand by, but you know.
0: Well, look, any clients you get as a result of being a guest on this podcast <laughs> is going to be okay with whatever you say <laughs> on this podcast. So.
1: <laughs> well, let's see. So um, also, do you know what I'm going to add here? That if people don't already know they need to sign up to Patreon for any amount so they can see the video of our podcast recordings. They can see the bloopers, because there's going to be bloopers. They can see our hairdos. They can see what oh, we're we wearing. so
0: cute. Our hairs look really cute
1: these well, days. Well, mine's kind of hidden by these big, enormous headphone thing so
0: it's mine can I tell you something funny that Paul said the other day what? I was telling him because you know I used to have much longer hair and then I lost a lot of it because of COVID and stuff so I cut it short so that it was less noticeable and it's apparently an Italian bob uh-huh. I was telling Paul oh look I've got an Italian bob and he <laughs> I don't know if he realizes he's doing it or he's trying to be funny but he now calls my haircut the Berlusconi bob <laughs> what
1: it's funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dodgy bob. <laughs> it's funny, but um, yeah. So if you want to see uh, Diana's cute hair <laughs> or Burleskoni bob,
0: my Burleskoni bob.
1: You want to see what we're wearing or what we're not wearing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing a frog jumper for a start. <laughs> yeah. So it's Patreon.com forward slash We Knew the Moon. Yep,
1: yeah, for any amount, and you can watch the videos full unedited videos of season four as I said researching this episode has opened up some old wounds for me and literally the first night after I started researching this I got up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and I thought oh fuck I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) why the fuck did I do that you know uh honestly I was scared I was in the toilet thinking I didn't turn on the lights and now when I get into the story you'll see why that's significant
0: Yeah. I hear you. I never walk into, even if I know exactly what I'm doing, exactly where the thing is I'm getting, I always turn the light on just in case there's a murdered family in there or a serial killer.
1: So according to Merriam Webster, the definition of an urban legend is an often-lurid story or anecdote based on hearsay that is widely circulated as true. Now, when we were at school back in the day, before the internet, before social media, people would like tell you these stories be like, "Oh, yeah, this this happened to like my my cousin's friend or my aunt's sister who's probably their mother." Or <laughs> it happened to some girl at another school. It always was like, "That's someone you knew."
0: Yeah. Someone you couldn't fact check.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fact checking. Oh my God, without the internet? How are you going to do that? So anyway, so an urban legend is a genre of folklore comprising stories circulated as true, especially as having happened to, as I said, a friend of a friend. And having horrifying humorous or cautionary elements. So these legends can be entertaining, but often concern mysterious peril or troubling events such as disappearances and strange entities. In the past, these stories were circulated orally, but now because we've got social media, news outlets, email, you know, they're circulated lots of different ways. And I still see some of the old stories from like 30 years ago on social media, <laughs> you know, like a nice graphic and, you know, fake news.
0: Uh-huh. It's a meme now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is that a lot of these stories have kind of passed through the years with only minor changes. They typically include common elements. So the, the tale is retold on behalf of the original witness or participant. Dire warnings are often given to those who might not heed the advice or lessons contained therein. They try to evo- invoke a feeling of disgust in the reader, which tends to make these stories more memorable, and some of them are gross. Elements of shock value can be found in almost every form of urban legends and are partially what makes these tales so memorable and impactful. I'm going to tell you some of these stories. I think I got like four of them to tell you. They're not long. And that's the funny thing. They're not long stories. They're like a couple of sentences long. Yeah, because they're things that have to be passed around really quickly and easily. Yeah, these stories, it's not the Odyssey. They're literally only a couple of sentences long, but they're enough to scare the shit out of you. they're short but they're not sweet oh god the first one now i think most women can relate to this one and i I, you know this one is also common sense i okay i'll tell you the story first the backseat serial killer
0: oh no no yeah worst nightmare there's not a time i get into my car that i do not think about this as a possibility
1: oh god and when i'm driving at night i don't like to look in their rearview mirror no i know just in case This one will follow me for life. So this is how the story goes. A woman is driving. Oh, it was the intro scene for, do you remember the film in 1998 called Urban Legends? There was a film. Yeah.
0: It was such a bad film, but it was also really good.
1: They were all like these 90s slasher films were all bad, but they were good. They were, good they were bad. so good. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good. I have to say it was good. So in a bad way, like Scream, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was like the opening scene, I think. A woman is driving home alone at night. Suddenly, the car behind her starts driving erratically and flashing its high beams. So, understandably, she assumes she's being stalked and rushes home, getting her car safely into the garage so that the car behind her can't follow her in. And then it turns out that there's been a man crouching in her back seat, wielding a knife the whole time. And the driver behind her that was driving erratically had only been flashing his lights, his lights to d- try and deter him from attacking. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not the best storyteller, but if there was some scary music and the lights were down, <laughs> that would be
0: scary. <laughs> like every time I get into my car, I do not, you know, with the electronic key fob. It's oh, so tempting. Oh, as soon as oh, your key, oh, yes. as soon as you see your car to, to unlock it, I only do it. I only do it when I'm right next to it because yep. I'm like if I unlock it from halfway across the car truck, yep. someone's gives someone gonna get in. Someone's gonna Loads the time. Of course someone's just waiting for me to come back and sneak into my car.
1: Do you know what? It's funny that you say that because that's exactly the same thing. Like even in the middle of the day, when I get out of the petrol station, like you're holding your car keys, you want to just like press that button to open it. But I literally don't to the last minute.
0: No, maybe these are Aesop's fables to keep you a bit safe as well. I don't know.
1: Well, exactly. Apparently, a lot of these are urban legends started off as cautionary tales. And to be honest, these are lessons to bear in mind. Don't ever feel too comfortable. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Especially a woman on your own. Fucking
0: anyone.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: I have had a couple of people in my car think it's funny that as soon as I'm in my car, I lock my car door. Oh, you have
1: to, even if it's just to protect your handbag in the car seat. Do you exactly. Because I mean? like as
0: as a female, especially because we're more likely to have a bag with us, mm, you know, mm-hmm. um, 100 percent your bag is on the, the footwell or on the passenger seat. Yeah. And what do you do if you're at a traffic light and someone opens your passenger door, takes your handbag and runs away? Do you leave your car? Do you drive after them? Do you get out of your car? Do you know what I mean? You, oh, you get the fuck
1: out! You let them take your car. <laughs> but
0: like, no. But I mean, if they if they just stole your handbag, what would you do? Would you go after uh, your bag? You can't like just leave your car yeah. at a at a traffic light, and that's like least worst case scenario. I'll be
1: honest. Anyone who doesn't lock their car doors, male or female, it's dumb.
0: Like, why not? Why wouldn't you?
1: What about carjackers? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you know, we live in the UK. It's not that common a crime here in the UK. Mm. I don't hear about it very often happening in the news and stuff No. in other countries, like in Belgium, where we are also from, there was a big spate of them and
1: Brazil where we have a lot of family.
0: Exactly. So maybe it's, maybe we picked it up from there, but like, if you are driving around without your car locked, like why wouldn't you just add this extra layer of protection?
1: Yeah. The other thing is you're driving around one of your most expensive possessions after your home. So it's like, why leave it unlocked? Anyone could just like pull you out your car and steal it. Yeah. (laughs) I think there was always also a film with Halle Berry about twenty years ago, where someone was in the back seat of her her car. I mean,
0: there are so many films, aren't they? You <sighs> can just see it. Look, I'm doing an yeah. impression of the person driving. You can see the person driving, and then in the back seat, you can just see.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, oh my God! Do <laughs> you know what? I'm like literally scared. Oh God, I remember even listening to um, one of. Baby Sarian's podcasts in the car, and it was just like school pickup time. But it was dark and rainy, and it was scary. And I thought, I'm fucking scared in my own car.
0: (laughs) Oh, so yeah, terrifying one, but also one that can translate into real tips and tricks to protecting yourself a little bit more in genuine real life. Yeah.
1: So my next story. Want to hear the next one? Yes. So this one I found out by the uh, from the the Reuters fact checking team. I cite my sources. Good, well and I done. Do, and I do my research. So basically, so posts have been shared on Facebook and Instagram showing a letter warning people not to flash their headlights at any car with no lights on. They say that as part of a bloods, you know, the gang initiation game, new gang members are required to drive along with no headlights and then chase the first car that flashes them and shoot and kill everyone in the vehicle. This claim apparently stems from an old urban legend, and it's part of a myth that's been circulating as early as 1998, funnily enough, when the film came out. So, a Snopes fact check from that year says that print references to this gang initiation scare date to 1993, but anecdotal information places it as far back as the early 80s, when Hell's Angels bikers in California were rumored to be initiating inductees in this way. By 1984, the story had spread to Oregon. In the states, and had by then changed into a tale of street gangs in Los Angeles, according to Snopes. In 2006, an NPR Morning Edition story also addressed the legends. So commentator Judy Muller attended a press conference held by members of the Bloods street gang for the purpose of dispelling the rumor. And so it was held by the street gang who said, "Yeah, not true. I don't really know the basis. All I know." Is that it didn't originate a stem from uh, the Bloods.
0: Remember how scared people were of Hell's Angels and Satanists and all kinds of stuff. So that's the kind of sensational story that could easily spread like wildfire. Yeah, true. But the serial killer in the back of the car is for sure a definite thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so this one you'll remember. This one you'll remember. Oh, this God. one. I'm not sleeping tonight,
0: am I? The dog story. The dog story.
1: Remember. No, okay, okay, okay.
0: give me more clues. I know lots of dog stories.
1: <laughs> but you know, if I give you a clue, I've told the story because it's only about three lines long. <laughs> okay, so this story is the reason behind why I keep every damn limb under the cover when I sleep. Okay. That's a clue. So here's a story. So a girl and her dog are home alone, and she has her dog sleep under her bed because she's scared. Don't remember this? I remember being told this story in private school no okay 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 so in the middle of the night the girl wakes up to the sound of dripping coming from the bathroom i mean you know where this is going so she puts her hand underneath her bed where her dog is for comfort and she is reassured when her beloved dog licks her hand yeah (laughs) but the next morning she walks to the bathroom only to find her dog slaughtered and strung up from the shower rod his blood dripping onto the floor and on the wall, because people always scribble shit up on the wall. Oh yeah, of course. It's <laughs> the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Someone has scrawled the message humans can lick too. I know. You've never, never heard f- that one. <laughs> I, how have you not heard it? I remember being told it. I think it was like 1993. I remember that story. I remember being told it. <laughs> I'm being and the chainsaw why for years I slept like even with my head under the cover.
0: I am also one for keeping everything under the covers. But for me, it's because obviously any part that's exposed gets eaten by the monster under your bed or, or it's ghost.
1: Yeah, ghosts. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I remember that story. I don't know how you didn't, how that story passed you by. I might have heard it and totally repressed it because,
0: you know, I get much more affected when animals die yeah. in in these stories. So in this story, <laughs> yeah, let's just break it down. Okay, yes, okay. Sorry, because okay, it is my story. first time okay. hearing it, or at least remembering that I've heard it. Yeah. The guy has killed the dog in the bathroom, strung it up. Yep. For some reason goes under the bed. The girl wakes up, hears the dripping, which is her dead dog. She gets her hands licked. Yep. And then the guy then waits for her to go to sleep again, goes back into the bathroom to scribble her. Diana, and her on I
1: don't wall. know why you're overcomplicating this story. <laughs> I don't know why you're changing the series of events. Do I need to tell you the story again? Well, he obviously wrote about
0: licking. Humans can lick too after he licked her.
1: Oh, good point. Right. Uh, good point. Good point. I assumed he got the dog, strung up the dog, slaughtered the dog, scribbled that on the wall got under her bed that's what i in my head that's how the story went
0: what in the hope that he would lick her so the message makes sense yeah yeah no i think he's gone back to leave her a little note after he licked her
1: what do you think this story's trying to teach us though <laughs> if this is a cautionary tale what message are we supposed to receive
0: <laughs> fuck knows but i don't like this one at all
1: no nah, i know i don't like it because it's gross i don't want someone licking my hand <laughs> Some of these urban legends were just designed to gross you out or scare you. Some of them started as like you know old folk tales that were cautionary tales and some were just downright fucking dirty like that one. okay, this one everyone knows if you don't know this one uh, I don't know where you've been hiding. okay, so this one kind of relates to the candy man. Remember the candyman? hmm don't fucking say it in the mirror though) <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clutching myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, we're telling these stories in the middle of the day, but actually, we should have recorded this one at night. Wouldn't that be better? No,
0: because you know what? I would. Uh, you know how I record in my office, which is my garage that's separate to my house, converted yeah. garage. I would have to call Paul to come and pick me up. Oh yeah, from my office yeah. if it was dark. <laughs> no, no, no. But
1: imagine if we did this at night, dimmed lights, candlelight, It'd be so much more atmospheric. Ugh. Next time. So, Bloody Mary,
0: remember?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Bloody Mary is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly in a dimly lit or candlelit room. Bloody Mary apparition may be benign or malevolent, depending on historic variations of the legend. There's different versions of these stories. The name must be uttered 13 times or some other specified number of times.
0: I remember it being like three or five. I remember three. 13 is like, that makes it less scary because you're not going to accidentally say it. 13 times are you yeah
1: i mean i i remember three so the bloody mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse a witch or ghost that can be friendly or evil and is sometimes seen covered in blood i also remember this story back in the day about the candy man you're not allowed to say candy man three times
0: yeah that i think is the film oh just like i don't think beetlejuice saying his name five times i don't think that was an urban legend that was just the plot of the film
1: (laughs) oh yeah true yeah 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 and that film too so the story surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. Other variations of the ritual call Bloody Mary by a different name, like Hell Mary or Mary Worth. Also, there's different theories on the story. Some say Mary is Mary Queen of Scots. Some say she was somebody called Mary Worth, and there was some sort of story behind that. I always assumed it was Mary Queen of Scots. Mm, that's the one I heard also i remember not wanting to look into a mirror at night when it was dark huh
0: yeah because you're like i'm gonna see a shadow behind me
1: or i'm accidentally gonna say bloody mary or candy man three times in my head Mm -hmm. this isn't really an urban
0: legend but it's more my fear i'm sure i've talked about this on the podcast before but the film tooth fairy the scary film not the vin diesel yeah right we watched it together didn't we one halloween yeah but the tooth fairy If you see her, then she kills you, basically, in the dark. So I just, if I wake up in the night, I won't open my eyes. And if I will normally put my head under the cover so I don't see anything in the room. I don't want to disturb any ghosts that are going around their ghostly (laughs) shit. Yeah.
1: You just go about your business and let people go about their... (laughs)
0: Live and let live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, this is the last one. and This is the one that scared me. This is the one that scared me that literally after researching this one, researching this podcast episode that night, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Why did I pick this topic? I'm now scared again. And like, I am somebody who is awake probably twice a night, three times a night, because I have kids who don't sleep. So I'm often up and down the stairs at 2 or 3am. And I used to actually you know, considering I'm a real fraidy cat, I literally live overlooking a graveyard. I thought it was pretty hardcore. Like, I've been able to, at least since I moved into this house, because this house doesn't freak me out, weirdly. You know, being able to walk around my home at 3 a.m., go downstairs, no lights on, pour them a drink, go back upstairs. I'm very impressed, because teenage Ronda would not. Oh, no, no. Well, our house growing up, you know, kind of, I don't know, kind of freaky. I do know, I think it's because my house is a 70s one. It doesn't have any sort of freaky features.
0: Oh, 100% our house was haunted. Hundred percent. Why would you say that? We don't live there anymore.
1: I know, I was always scared in that house. I was always scared in that house. I don't know why. It was an older period house. Whereas my house is like '70s house. You know, it's on a graveyard, but I don't know. The house isn't freaky. So this story scares me though. And so that first night that I researched, I said, like, oh, "Why did I do this? Why did not I pick cryptids?" <laughs> the Loch Ness monster is not going to come after me at 3 a.m. This one is a lights out story. There's different variations. of them. So a university student came home after a party and sees her roommate lying in bed so that she doesn't disturb her roommate. She doesn't turn the lights on to get ready for bed. And then she goes to sleep. But then she wakes up the next morning. She sees that her roommate's throat has been slit. And the words, aren't you glad you didn't turn the lights on, are drawn on the wall in blood. Again, there's the theme here.
0: <laughs> Messages drawn on the wall. That is very similar to Ted Bundy. Oh. Ted Bundy, when he went into, I I can't remember the exact things and and there are different versions of what happened in this house, but you know, he went into, he broke into a student house and Mm -hmm. apparently something similar. I don't think he was actually in the room, but there was some story of one of the girls being dead or Mm. had already been attacked and her roommate didn't notice, went to bed or something like that.
1: Oh God. So that's based on Ted Bundy? Jesus. Possibly. You know how we were saying we remember these stories being rife and widespread in the 90s at school. And okay, that was the 90s. And like a lot of these serial killings were happening in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah,
0: that was prime serial killer time. Exactly. Wasn't
1: it? So it could be that these stories were kind of really hangovers. Yeah, yeah. That these stories were kind of so widespread and everyone was kind of panicked because there was a lot of creepy shit going yeah. on. Wow, okay, I forgot that that could be based on the Ted Bundy. Okay, anyway, so basically, details vary widely from version to version. So sometimes a survivor comes looking for a jumper or her books, or she's been at a party instead of the library, or she stops by briefly to check on her sick roommate, leaving immediately because she assumes that the girl is sleeping. In some versions, she returns home to find the police in the process of investigating the murder, and sometimes she's the one who discovers the body, or having awakened the next morning to find the note scribbled on the wall and her dead friend. But this legend is a cautionary tale about the dangers of living away from home. And it plays on our fears of the murdering madman turning up in our bedrooms night, which I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but it is true. You always think it's in my bedroom that I'm going to get killed, right? Yeah. You always think it's there. You don't, you don't think oh, it's going to happen in my kitchen or maybe because I don't know that's where the knives are. But then there was also Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. He was a creep. Oh, God. The one that did horrendous things to his mother's head. Yeah okay oh oh his mother was abusive yeah yeah not that i justify what what well, he, he did but... to her head but <laughs> yeah. yeah oh god makes one puke mm-hmm. and then there's also obviously all
0: the regular run-of-the-mill trouble that people get into when they first move away from home and go oh, to uni
1: oh, oh oh i just remembered sorry ed kemper i think he used to be a police officer
0: no, no, he will wa- I think, okay, we're probably misremembering everything, but I think he wanted to be a police officer and he couldn't. I think he okay. fit- I think he was too tall. Yeah, because
1: he's really tall, but he did something. He did some work.
0: No, but he worked really closely with the police. Mm. So they all knew him as like Big Ed or whatever. Oh, they were all God. friends with him, which is mm-hmm. so, it's just extra layer of creepy. But yeah, so at the time, there was a lot of horrible things happening to people first time away from home. And like I said, uh, on top of all the regular run of the mill, alcohol poisoning and grapes mm-hmm. and whatever, all that other kind mm-hmm. of stuff that you
1: have to be super careful. about anyway? Cause bad shit happens when you're away from home, huh? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, <laughs> if
0: you think about like, uh, you know, especially in the States where you travel such big distances to go to uni. So you're away from home, but also like 2000 miles away from your family. Yeah. We don't have that kind of distance in the UK. You're you're always a few hours away from your parents. Yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference being 18, which is still a sweet baby angel child, isn't it? Being that far away from home, first time you're having to do all of these things. And, you know, in the States, it's much more, I want to say repressive for longer. It is. I mean, the drinking age for a start. Yeah,
1: drinking age. So, so the kids aren't allowed to kind of learn how to drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they just go wild.
0: I mean, here in the UK, legally, you're allowed to have alcohol from 16 with your meal yeah. in a restaurant. Yeah. And culturally, it's totally acceptable for sort of later teens to have the glass of wine with the family and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah. you know, here in the UK and other cultures, they're much more relaxed about it. Mm. So you don't turn 18, find yourself a hundred million miles away from your family and being able to drink properly for the first time that just doesn't happen here in the UK in the same way yep and I'm not victim blaming or saying you shouldn't drink or whatever but it's like you haven't learned
1: yeah and also the other thing is that's why a lot of these stores are kind of uh faced in the states maybe I yeah. guess because the whole going away to university and going wild and frat parties. And I bet they're started by the
0: parents. I mean, how fucking terrifying. I'm not a parent. You are. Imagine how terrified if you were as a parent, your 18 year old. Who's never sort of experienced much of anything. Lived in a small town in the middle of nowhere. The States suddenly going to like California for university. You would be fucking shitting yourself. Oh, yeah. wouldn't you?
1: Cause you know, they're going to do everything bad. Yeah. They're gonna. <laughs> what i have learned from these stories is turn the lights on stay the fuck home stay under the covers <laughs> and ch- check your back seat and don't unlock your car too soon
0: yeah can i just say <laughs> as you were telling the cover story i've got a blanket over my knees like an old woman because it's <laughs> it's a bit cold in here and i literally tucked in my toes <laughs>
1: And it's funny, because all these stories, when I'm awake in the middle of the night, these stories are the ones that pop into your head. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's so weird, because if we think about more realistic ways of how we would die or be injured, it would be like getting in a car accident. Mm-hmm. But we don't, I don't get in my car and think, fuck, I hope I don't get a car accident today. I think, fuck, I hope there's not some ghost or serial killer in my backseat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm more worried about than realistic things. <laughs> This episode is short and sweet, like the stories. Well, the stories are short, you know. Yeah, short, short. and fucking terrifying, <laughs> but go on. Some of my final thoughts are, why do we like them? Because we watch these films. We actually, let's be honest, I'm doing this episode because I was interested, I'm intrigued and, you know, it was kind of fun. All, well, it's a
0: running <laughs> theme on this podcast. It's like, why are we obsessed and fascinated with true crime, with horror, with ghost stories? Are we glamorizing it? Are we making it entertainment? I don't fucking have an answer.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you why.
0: Oh, good. Is it my anxiety? It's normally my anxiety.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, No, it's kind of much simpler than that. But basically, why do we like these kind of stories? Apparently because people delight in disgust. Hmm. Apparently. So in terms of their wider theme, psychologists, I did my research, have found that perhaps unsurprisingly, the most popular tales also tend to evoke strong emotions. And the feeling of disgust seems to be the basis of all good stories. So life sciences professor Julie Kultas at the University of Sussex recently asked subjects to read and share different versions of common urban legends, some more disgusting than others. It was amazing to see the difference in recall between the high and low disgust content stories, says Cooltas, the, the life sciences professor. Perhaps that can explain why urgent le- legends are so often in very bad taste. So we're also drawn to themes of survival, which is why many stories deal with life and death. That makes sense, apparently, given our evolution stories would have been an important way of transmitting valuable information that could save us at a later point. That comes to the end of uh, all I have to say on urban legends.
0: Ugh, I wonder what urban legends are thriving in school
1: these days. Do you know what? In my 12 years as a secondary teacher, I don't know that they're in fashion anymore. I think people were, you know, when I left, people were talking about like Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner.
0: See, because we didn't have that. I guess the internet changed totally what you did for entertainment.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't think that they're so much in fashion now.
0: Anyone listening that has any insight into what kind of urban legends are going around these days? Are they similar to the ones we just talked about? Are they totally new? Because there's totally new shit to like Slenderman and stuff like that, right?
1: You know what I remember? I left only three years ago teaching, but I remember people were really into TikTok challenges and stuff like that. No, yeah. they weren't. Sorry, scratch that. TikTok started in 2000, right? I left in, two, yeah. TikTok can't have started in 2000. I don't know. I thought so. I thought
0: 2000. So.
1: Yeah, I thought so. I don't. When know, we I, were when... at school. Sorry, 2020. All right, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> sorry. All
0: right. Well, I want to know new urban legends. Do I want to know a new urban legends? Probably not. Actually, fucking don't tell me. I there's enough things keeping me up. A- what do you think of Slender Man as an urban legend? What the fuck
1: is Slender Man?
0: Oh, Slenderman was like a oh I don't want to tell you because it's gonna be something else to keep you up at night. Slenderman was it was this like creepy guy, and you could see drawings of him and all sorts, but he was apparently just invented in a competition.
1: Oh, the one that was abducting the ch- abducting yeah. kids well yeah i did research that was that
0: one, the yeah. theme yeah but then mm. two girls actually killed their friend or their schoolmate and claimed that slender man told them to oh
1: god okay
0: i don't know if that's like urban legend
1: i did come across yeah it, it is i you know there's a lot more urban legends and obviously the ones that i mentioned there's ones obviously in the film
0: and how did they change now that we have text messages and social media and stuff
1: mm. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, there's also a lot of urban legends to do with animals. I just didn't like Bigfoot and who else is there? Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. They even come under the sort of umbrella of urban legends. But I just wanted to stick to the ones that would scare people. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there are more. There are more. But these are the ones that stuck in my mind from back in the day. Um, but I would just I would highly urge people to watch that film, Urban Legends.
0: I'm going to watch it again. I wonder how it's aged. Probably not well.
1: No, and then nothing has from that era. But I'll tell you what else. Do you remember in a similar vein, Final Destination? Do you know what? That film was actually kind of about urban legends. like Cautionary tales, for sure. Because I do not drive behind a truck that's got scaffolding poles.
0: Never. I also, I don't know if this is cautionary, but I still to this day will never change. Sunbed? No, I do sunbed sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> but it took me a lot because of that film, it took me a long time to get into them. No, but I won't change my seat on a plane.
1: I don't remember that scene.
0: One guy survives because he changed. He was meant to die, but he changed seats on the plane and they worked out what order the people died or were, were meant to die so basically they changed swapped seats around a bit and so the people that were meant to die didn't die in the correct order and so death is coming back to kill the ones that were meant to die in the order that they were meant to die but it was all because they changed seats on a plane god you re-
1: you remember many more details than i do cuz literally from that film no, we remember. remember the
0: bits that terrify us
1: yeah so the sunbed and also the scaffolding poles on the truck don't drive behind a truck no. But again poles. that's
0: like common sense like you you're trusting them to have secured everything properly exactly trust anyone with anything
1: they never look that secure
0: no flapsing around no exactly. no 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 no. a no. little
1: bit of rope
0: <laughs> all right so we want to know what urban legends scared you as a kid what urban legends are floating around today how they've adapted over time now that we've got more technology all right well thank you so much for coming along again i love 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 recording with you because how fun is it? It's so fun, isn't it?
1: So much fun. Do you know what? These for me, we do recording. It's like a day off, you know, it's like a day off. I'm so glad to have like a day off work and record some episodes. Fun, huh? It's just fun. We just
0: get to talk about things that we enjoy. All right.
1: Well, thank you so much. And
0: we will see you. I can't remember if I'll see you later in the episode in the season, probably because I haven't planned that far ahead, but you'll always be back. All right. Thank you. Thanks, sir! Bye. We know the Moon is the official podcast for the Goddess Temple Twickenham. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also visit our website, wenewthemoon.co.uk for all of our upcoming events and merch. If you sign up for any amount on our Patreon, you'll be able to watch our video recordings of our podcast from season four onwards, with all the raw bits. That usually means more swearing. Thanks for listening.